Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Colorado, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar player who is getting radio airplay and recently had the number one song on SoundCloud's new and hot charts for folk and singer-songwriter music. Following a five-year hiatus, he has emerged with his new album, called Lost My Way. Music runs deep in his bloodlines, and we will talk about today those family members. You've been hearing a song of his entitled Bigger Than Me and You. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Dylan Addington. Hey, thanks for having me on, Bruce. I really appreciate it. Yeah, hi, Dylan. Welcome to the show. Thanks for doing this. Oh, absolutely. No, it's really a pleasure. Um, I uh, found out about your guys' show through the um, Submit Hub. Uh, website and uh, it's pretty impressive what you guys have done over the years thank you thank you well uh, let's start off first by having you tell the listeners all about the song that was just playing that that I was talking far too much over Uh, it's a tune called bigger than me and you yeah it's actually just a kind of a simple love song that I uh, wrote for my now wife I just got married about a month ago Um, basically it's a bit of a warp of the story of how me and her kind of met and um, the process of falling in love between us. Um, That's pretty much it. You know, I took out some of the personal details, but um, it's really just kind of the general story of how we fell for each other. Took out the personal details, meaning uh, you and her know that it's about the two of you, but at the same time you were trying to make it more relatable to a more general audience. Is that the reason? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I have to ask, what date did you get married? Because I just got married maybe seven and a half weeks ago. Oh, congratulations. Likewise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we got married on July 8th. Ah, okay. June yeah. 18th here, so just a couple oh, weeks apart. A June wedding. Yeah, we were shooting for that, but it didn't quite work out. So. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, listeners, big news. We have now hit 120 countries around the world where this show has gotten listeners from. So Dylan... While I know there will be people listening to this interview because they know you, for the sake of those listening who are just hearing you for the first time, talk about your background because specifically I mentioned in the intro that you're in Colorado, but I know you're not originally from there. Plus, I would love for you to fill the listeners in on who I was referring to in the intro when I mentioned about musical family members. Yeah, so um, I I kind of have a, I jumped around a lot as a, as a kid. Um, I'm 28 years old now. Um, I grew up in California, lived there till I was 14. And then, um, uh, I live with a single mom and, uh, basically she packed us up and moved us out to, uh, Northern New Mexico, a small little town called Cuesta. 
Hmm. And um, from there, kind of migrated up the mountain a, a few miles up and lived in Red River, which is a little ski resort area there. Um, and then about age 1920, um, I saw some greener pastures in, in Pueblo, Colorado. Um, I had a friend that was running a, a web development business up here, and I, I do that as well. Um, so I moved on up to Pueblo, Colorado, and I've been there ever since. Um, as far as my, my family history goes, uh, my dad is a pretty prominent uh, musician in New Mexico. He was he originally got started in California, um, and he kind of moved up to uh, see his kids more uh, to New Mexico and uh, kind of established himself there. And now he plays with the likes of um, Michael Martin Murphy here and there and um, other groups uh, in the country western music genre. Um, and then the mysterious relative that you were talking about was the, <laughs> the famous Mabel Addington Carter. Um, she was, uh, Johnny Cash's mother-in-law. Most people, um, know her as that. And she was featured in that movie, uh, walk the line, yep. um, a number of years back. Uh, it's kind of, kind of an interesting story. Um, my grandpa was kind of the, uh, family history buff. And all the time he would say that uh, Maybell was from the other side of the mountain. And now I never had an opportunity to meet her. She passed away before I was born. Um, but he always referred to his uh, other side of the mountain, and I never really knew what he meant. But one day he sat me down and he explained to me that um, about, I think, around 75 years prior, so it was my grandpa's grandpa, there were two brothers that settled in uh, uh, the mountains of uh, Virginia and uh, one brother lived on one side of the mountain, the other brother lived on the other, and then they both had their families, and there was this huge Addington clan there. And so the uh, one another would always refer to each other as from the other side of the mountain. And so cousin Mabel Carter was from the other side of the mountain. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. So I wonder, um, was music then something that you picked up on your own, or was kind of there... Uh, this pressure that you put upon yourself because of your dad and because of her, or did your dad put pressure on you? How did you how did you decide to start into music and at what age? You know that I, I never had any pressure, and that was the cool thing about my parents. You know, they never really um, pushed me um, with high expectations like that. Um, I just remember growing up, I admired my dad a lot, and I remember fall, falling asleep in my mom's arms at the at the honky tonks um, late at night, watching my dad's band play. And I just always thought that was the coolest thing. And I'd hang around all the musicians. And at the time, I was obsessed with drums, but I ended up becoming a guitar player to, to I'm sure, my dad's uh, uh, happiness there. He, <laughs> he, he likes to, he, he always calls the drummers uh, slightly evolved cavemen, which I think is pretty <laughs> funny. But, yeah, so I think he's glad I picked up the, it was either the guitar or the banjo. So anyway, um, yeah, and about age 12, I, um, just decided I wanted to start learning guitar and, um, I grew up in a relatively, uh, poor family. And so there, we didn't have a lot of money for instruments or anything like that. And, um, there was this old beat up acoustic guitar in a storage unit that my mom knew about. And we, she pulled it out for me and I started playing on a thing. And I mean, the bridge on the guitar was halfway coming off. So, oh boy. uh, yeah. So I got a lot of finger strength from that, you know, just have to <laughs> push down the strings really hard. Um, and then, after about a year, my parents bought me my first electric guitar because they saw I was really getting into it, and they just kind of encouraged me to go from there. Um, at the time, I was really into, like, the punk rock scene. Um, 
in and I was, and I was still in California at that time. Um, so I played a lot of I was did a lot of power chords and, and uh, punk rock stuff um, during that time and kind of started writing music about that time. Um, it's kind of funny that the first song I ever wrote um, was. Uh, well, this is probably a family show, so I probably can't talk about it. But uh, it was, it was, uh, it was an interesting song that I wrote. And my dad got a kick out of it. It was a terrible song, but you know, it, it got some chuckles. Um, and then um, I moved to uh, New Mexico around uh, that time and started getting into like the gospel kind of stuff. Uh, there was a the majority of the population in that area. Um, were church-going folks, and so I got into the youth group area and stuff like that and uh, kind of went from there. Well, before I start getting ahead of myself here, let's have you talk about the five-year hiatus that I referred to in the intro. When, when, when you say someone went on hiatus, that implies that they were already doing something in order to be in a position to take a hiatus from it. So talk first about what you had been doing musically and then why you went on hiatus yeah so um around i'm gonna say about age uh 16 uh i was living in mexico at that time it kind of entered a kind of a dark time in my life but backing up a little bit um my i was i was touring a lot in uh the new mexico and uh, southern colorado area Mm. Uh, with my with my band at the time, um, doing a lot of like gospel music and stuff, and that was uh, kind of where a lot of my songwriting was at the time. Um, and a terrible band name at the time. We were called Small Town Life, which was ironic because it was a town of four hundred people. <laughs> but um, anyways, I, I got a lot of experience out of out of uh, out of that band, and um, it kind of helped me develop later on. About age fifteen or sixteen, um, I started entering kind of a dark period uh, in my life, my mom was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer mm. and uh, she started battling that, uh, gosh, for probably about four or five years. And um, anyways, I was with her with that time and uh, I, during, she went into remission and then I was able to uh, move out and um, she Gosh, trying trying to think here. This is was a long time ago. Um, I moved to I moved to Pueblo at that time because she was in remission, and um, then she passed away uh, a couple years later. And uh, I ended up having to uh, take in my little brother and uh, raise him for the last few years of his pre adult life and. Uh, and it was just a really tough time, and I didn't have just a whole lot of time for music. And I, I just kind of um, gave it up because I realized I just got hit with the hard realities of life. And, you know, I got to go to college and um, do all that stuff. So I really just kind of set it down. And um, for the first time in years, I, the calluses on my fingers had finally gone away um, just from not playing the guitar at all. Mm. Um, and then... Uh, Recently, uh, I met my um, I met my now wife, and she started encouraging me to uh, really get back into it, and um, that's uh, the reason I'm here now is is because of her. Um, wow. She 
her and I um, uh, rented a studio, and now we uh, um, we've actually started a little record label as well, and that's what I'm publishing my my music on now is uh, Zendo Arts. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, she's just really been supporting me. She's she's a really wonderful person and gorgeous. She was a uh, um, pageant queen as well, so I, I really lucked out there. <laughs> well, your um, story uh, your story rings somewhat familiar. Um, not too long ago, uh, back on episode 124 of this show, Stacy Burke, uh, he came on the show and talked about uh, walking away from a record deal with Warner Brothers because his mom was back home. Uh, he was in Nashville at the time, and uh, he's from Texas. And so um, I, I, I'll let him tell the story, but listeners, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 124 with Stacy Burke, uh, very similar to what Dylan is telling us here today. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, Dylan, this, this question is going to have nothing to do with what we were talking about, but when you were talking before about the eventual move to Colorado and, and now that you're doing music there, um, I'm, I'm really shooting myself in the foot here because not only am I kind of changing the subject, but I don't even have all the facts uh, in my head. But I know that um, June McHugh, who, oh gosh, you talk about an um, old episode of the show. I mean, at least... At least Stacy Burke was like uh, nine episodes ago, but um, June McHugh, uh, listeners, if you didn't hear, she was way back on episode ten. Uh, she talked all about the uh, the publishing business uh, in Nashville, um, but she uh, she has told me off the air about a songwriter shootout. I think it was called that happened uh, for many years in Colorado. I, I want to say probably in the Denver area. I wonder. If you're familiar with that, um, I don't even know how far Denver is from Pueblo. I don't know if, if uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've never I've never heard of uh, of that event before. Um, and Pueblo is about two hours south of uh, Denver. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Well, no, what I'm, what is I'm the music scene like in in Pueblo, Colorado? You know, it's really tough. Um, I I have more people that are familiar with me abroad than I do in my in my hometown. Wow. Um, yeah, it's kind of ironic, and, and really the focus of everything I've been doing has been you know internet based and social media based, and it's and it's really been taken off, and it, it's pretty impressive. But yeah, the there's a kind of thing with small towns. You know, it's kind of hard to break in um, to the local scene as opposed to um, really just kind of the the wide open world there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The uh, that being said, though, um, I am a member of uh, the local arts alliance called the Pueblo Arts Alliance, and um, I work with them a lot and do a lot of shows with them uh, during the summertime Okay, uh, as well, uh, just to kind of uh, get some actual live play out there. But um, nice. the, ma- the majority of my focus really is uh, just working and writing in the studio and then publishing stuff as it comes along. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. um, we've uh, spent a good deal of time here in, in the groundwork has been laid in terms of your your background uh the, the hiatus um so now that now that we know the foundation that you come from uh i guess officially a, a formal congratulations on the new album which i mentioned in the intro it's called lost my way so tell the listeners all about that album where did you record it how long in the making was it the number of songs on the album the, those types of details whatever you'd like to share yeah so um i actually dropped a, a pretty decent chunk of change into building my own studio and um, so I, the whole thing was uh, recorded and produced by me. Um, and it's kind of been a 
interesting process. The the album is actually a conglomeration of songs that um, I've written over the years, and um, even during that hiatus, every now and then I get a little bit of inspiration and write something down. And um, you'll actually notice um, lyrically, and well, even just the music itself, it's kind of got a darker, more uh, grimacing kind of feel to it, just mm. with the, just kind of a picture of just suffering and you know thinking about life and what's the point of it all and why are we here, um, just with everything going on. And um, anyways, I, I recently released uh, a couple new singles. And you'll notice a stark difference in the sounds uh, between the album I just released and the and the singles I just released because I've entered a new phase of my life and uh, things are looking up and I'm in love and um, yeah I was really... I was going to say that you know you mentioned about what an impact your your now wife has had in in terms of you know being the inspiration to help you get back into music and to me that that's that's very significant in your story because you just said I, I, I spent a significant amount of money in building my own studio. And, you know, for someone to go from having walked away from music to all of a sudden you're building your own studio when, when you could have said, ah, I'll just save the money. And there's, you know, there's studios around here I could go to. I, I think that's a, a pretty big statement. Yeah. You know, I, I'm pretty picky about, about my, my sound. And so, um, <laughs> I, I really, I really like kind of having control in the, um, from start to finish in the mastering process as well. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I wanted to do it myself and, you know, there's times you don't feel like doing it and you don't have to worry about studio time. So it's, it's nice. Yeah. Well, uh, as I mentioned in the intro, the album is called lost my way. It came out, uh, in May and has 10 songs on it. So, it sounds to me like uh, I, I threw out there how long in the making was it? it. It sounds to me like it was long in the making in terms of these are songs that perhaps have been, is it fair to say, sitting around for years or, or is that yes. a little, wow. Yeah, no, wow. that's true. Yeah, and so, yeah, it was, it was kind of interesting recording it too, just kind of revisiting all those emotions and stuff and looking at it from where I am now and where I was then. Um, it's, it's pretty incredible, the life change that I've experienced. Yeah, I guess I would wonder, Dylan, about, you know, the, the mental aspect of exactly what you just said. All of a sudden, you're at this different point in your life, but you're saying, well, I'm doing music again now, so I'm going to go back and actually record all those, um, and I'm being a little dramatic here, I'm going to go record all those angry songs, um, you know, at a time when I don't really feel that way anymore. Was it, was that challenging to perform them knowing that I don't really feel this way anymore? No, you know, it's almost... Uh, closest, I mean, I'm not an actor, so but uh, the closest thing I could relate to is probably just an actor kind of getting in that zone and um, thinking about something that inspires them to feel that way. Um, and really, uh, when I re-recorded them, it, it came out to be just kind of a more positive experience and made me appreciate even more um, where I am at wow. in my life now. Wow. Yeah, and I suppose, uh, you know, maybe I am being a little too dramatic because certainly every song that a songwriter writes and especially a songwriter who performs their own music you know there's a good chunk of it that is not first-hand experience and it's just a fictitious concept that it's written into a song and so you have to sing it believably and i think mm -hmm. that's kind of what you're saying in, in this case even though they were written by you yeah exactly yeah and yeah so i had the experience to back it up and i i could definitely channel those feelings again so gotcha um yeah I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Colorado is singer, songwriter, guitar player Dylan Addington. Check him out online at 
music.dylanaddington.com. And, of course, you can get the proper spelling of his name by looking at the title of this episode on your listening device so you can visit that site. He is also on social media. Find Dylan on both Facebook and YouTube. Plus, his music is on SoundCloud, which is one of the platforms that this show is available on. And, of course, do purchase Dylan's music. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, and you can stream his music on Spotify as well. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We are thrilled to be on Google Play Music too. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you very much. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned two of them already, Stacey Burke and June McHugh. Actually, uh, episode 101 is always a good place to start. It's kind of a best of from some of the first 100 shows. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And by the way, whether you're going to look for Dylan's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Dylan, I mentioned in there that you are on SoundCloud. Uh, Back in the intro of this show, I had said that you recently had the number one song on SoundCloud's new and hot charts for folk and singer-songwriter music. Uh, Back on episode 77 of this show, singer-songwriter Chuck Murphy gave some really great, really helpful insight about how he leveraged SoundCloud for two of his songs. I highly recommend listeners to check out that episode of Now Hear This Entertainment if you haven't already. So Dylan, for the benefit of the listeners who are artists trying to learn from the guests that I interview each week, I wonder if you know how your song made it onto those charts. You know, um, I was a little surprised myself when it when it did that. Um, but at the same time, um, I kind of used the tried and true methods of really just being interactive on the site and um, engaging other musicians. Um, you know, no one no one really wants to engage with people that are just like, hey, listen to me, hey, listen to me. You know, people appreciate it when you, you know, reach out and compliment them and, you know, make comments on their tracks and tell them, hey, I like this, or even better, if you can be, um, give constructive criticism on these tracks in a way that, you know, doesn't rub them the wrong way. Um, it's really a great way to, to garner people's attention. Um, and, you know, if you scratch your back, they'll they'll scratch yours, you know, so, or I think I said that wrong, but if you, if you scratch their back, they'll scratch yours, you know? Um, and then they just start sharing and, you know, Hey, this is pretty good. And it, it goes from there, you know? But in other words, there's not say a page on SoundCloud that you go to where you officially submit your music for consideration on a chart. You just did kind of all this, uh, what you just described and organically it manifested itself into placement on, on their chart through whatever algorithms that they use. Yeah, um, so there was some of that, and I, I do use um, promo services that, um, I guess I should have mentioned that as well, yeah. Um, you know, I just, I'll just i sub, uh, just submit it to different people that have libraries out there, 
um, that have a fairly decent following and um, yeah people that just like listening to those tracks those other users put together um, will will throw the count up as well on your on your play count okay okay all right now it's time for bruce's bonus this is a segment here on now hear this entertainment where i take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of now hear this incorporated giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians singers songwriters entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it Today's bonus is especially for the young people who are just, just starting out, especially if all you do is sing and not play an instrument. You should do a rehearsal the same way as though you're going to perform, possibly a dress rehearsal, but importantly, have an actual microphone to stand up and sing into, even if it's not connected to anything. And that is today's Bruce's bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show to make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format. There is a Bruce's Bonus Book, Volume 1, and a Bruce's Bonus Book, Volume 2, for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. Well, we're talking about your new album and having recently gotten on the SoundCloud charts, but do I understand that you're already at work on what will be another new album? Uh, yeah, that's correct. And it'll kind of wow. um, kind of play on the sounds that my two singles that I... Um, release the ones that you'll be hearing on the show here um it's kind of kind of follow that same inspiration there um really kind of i always draw kind of draw from um, my own life experiences and i'm in a really good place now so um i think you're really going to be feeling that on the upcoming album okay and and i want to clarify as as dylan just alluded to the song that we played at the beginning of this show bigger than me and you and then the song that we're going to play in the end uh, these are not on the album that was just released in May. So the singles are out there. And Dylan, it sounds like it was kind of finish the new album and then boom, go right into already writing new music since you have these available out there as singles. Exactly, yeah. I guess I should have asked this question earlier, but does coming back from a five-year hiatus leave you totally empty or is it the opposite and you come back into music with your head just filled with song ideas? Uh, yeah, I'd say the latter is true. Um, it's really just kind of uh, drawing from life experiences. And um, for a while there, I kind of had writer's block because I just kind of played out the whole, you know, life sucks, uh, you know, everything's hard and um, bad things always happen. And, you know, kind of got tired of writing that so I couldn't really find any inspiration and um again drawing from my life it just I've, I've got new things to write about and to tell people about well we've talked around this enough so go ahead and now and, and just actually take us through what your songwriting process is yeah so um usually it starts with me being in a um in a mood that is not lazy and um <laughs> i'll i'll just really i'll just go in my studio and uh sit down and i just start banging away at the guitar or 
um, or now in the in the new songs, um, the ukulele, and uh, I just kind of play around to like kind of find something that doesn't sound like something else someone's already done, and um, from there I'll uh, kind of draw from the emotion that the that the chord progressions are are using and kind of place a the story in, that I've already got in my head um, down on paper, and as as I'm kind of finding out the melody, it's like all along. Mm, I like and, it, and that's basically my process. Yeah, yeah, and uh, let's not overlook the, the statement that you made about um, you know coming up with something that someone hasn't done already. Because I know that you know I've been in situations where someone will be sitting around fiddling with the guitar and they're doing something that they're liking, and then all of a sudden they stop themselves and say, "Wait a minute, <laughs> isn't that oh, from yeah. isn't that from such and such?" And they're naming the song and the artist. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And in my younger days, yeah, I'd, I'd have that a lot too. Um, and you don't hear that stuff on the album, so. I, I did want to point out, uh, and, and, and I guess my assumptions were correct, as I was doing my research and preparing for this interview today, I was looking on Facebook uh, on, on Dylan's page, and uh, Dylan, it, it seems to me as though when listeners are hearing this interview, they should know that if they go on your Dylan Addington Facebook music page, you can actually see some photographs, yes, of, of the studio that you've built? Yeah, actually, and I, I do a lot of uh, I do a lot of cover songs too because that seems to get pe- the most attention from people. Uh, and I will just yeah, you'll you'll kind of see my studio in there. It's it's really just a bedroom full of uh, studio stuff and uh, really expensive studio stuff. But yeah, it's just a bedroom, um, and then I just kind of try and control the sound when I'm recording. And that's all there is to it. So does having it right there make it? Uh, you mentioned before about, you know, you don't have to worry that, um, you know, studio time isn't available, but does it make it um, an advantage or a disadvantage in that, you know, now that you are a newlywed, your wife might just want to have some quality time together. And all of a sudden you say, I'm sorry, I, this is coming to my head. I have to go record this somehow. Is it difficult that, that the studio is right there or is it, you know, no, that's exactly why I built it? No, and um, I think that is an advantage, and you know, part of being a good husband is I can just I can drop it to um, do whatever she needs me to do, um, and then I can come right back to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's definitely an advantage. Yeah, I like that as a as a as a new husband. I like that. <laughs> it's almost some some sublim some subliminal advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up. Yeah. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Colorado, it's singer, songwriter, guitar player Dylan Addington. Check him out online, music.dylanaddington.com. As I mentioned before, you can get the proper spelling of his name by looking at the title of this episode on your listening device so that you can visit that site. He is also on social media. As I mentioned before, find Dylan on both Facebook and YouTube. Plus, his music is on SoundCloud. That's one of the platforms that the show is available on. And, of course, do purchase his music. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, and you can stream Dylan's music on Spotify as well. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we have there the full audio plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. While you're there, sign up for the e-newsletter and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and you can do it 
on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. It makes it very easy to get the show every week, and we are thrilled to be on Google Play Music as well. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I have now mentioned three so far in this episode alone. Those would be episode 10 with June McHugh and then Chuck Murphy on episode 77 and, of course, Stacey Burke from episode 124. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I so appreciate your time and your interest and support. Just amazing seeing the listenership from around the world. And as I mentioned earlier, whether you're going to look for Dylan's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Dylan, I wonder, coming back from a five-year hiatus, certainly things had changed. We, we talk on this show a lot about how much the music industry has changed over the years. Was there one thing in particular that you found most challenging when you came back into music? Um, I think the hardest part was really kind of getting people's attention on, on social media. That's definitely been the hardest part to break through. Um, but, you know, other than that, it, I haven't really noticed too much of a difference. It's just <laughs> grabbing people's attention, but I guess that's an age-old problem. But especially now in the modern era, it's a little it's a little tougher to get people to look at you for more than five seconds. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting situation in that there are so many platforms, so many tools, so many resources out there to get people's attention, yet at the same time, there are so many out there that it's hard to get people's attention. Exactly, yeah. Catch-22. I have mentioned your YouTube channel a couple times, and you mentioned that you do post videos on your Facebook page, too. You you started to mention this. I, I had wondered as I was looking at them in the lead up to today's show, I thought, I wonder if he's doing videos of cover songs just because he likes to or if he's employing the old strategy of getting people to find him through those and then liking you enough that they can then go and check out your original music. Is it am I on the right track there? Yeah, you know, it's actually kind of a, a blend of the two. You know, I, I, I really love you know, covering stuff and doing it in my own style. But um, one of the things my dad taught me uh, was that, you know, people don't really want to hear your original music most of the time. And uh, what you really got to do is grab their attention with, with the covers and then pepper in your own stuff every once in a while. And then over time they become familiar with it. And so that's kind of, uh, I took that advice and um, it seems to be working fairly well. Now, am I reading too much into this? Was that, old advice that you hung on to over the years or are you in regular contact with your dad and you're seeking his input, you know, on a, on a somewhat regular basis in, in terms of your music career? Yeah. You know, um, that, that he told me that a long time ago. Um, and I am in regular contact with him, but, um, yeah, we don't really talk a whole lot about, um, our, our music careers too much. It's, uh, usually just regular old, you know, son and father yeah. chat over the phone. But yeah. yeah um, I don't know. He, he he drops little bits of nuggets of wisdom um, usually <laughs> when we're when we're on the phone. So I like to uh, refer to him as the the wise old man on top of the mountain because um, he lives he lives in Red River, uh, which is about nine thousand feet. So 
He's wow. kind of the, wow. the, the, the sage at the top of the mountain is, is what I like to think of him as. So, <laughs> yeah, literally. And that's, yeah. Wow. Uh, so you, you talked about the, the new album that you're starting. Is there a date in mind? Is there a date already on the calendar? Do you know when that will be out or are you aiming for a certain time? I'm, I'm aiming for uh, summer of next year uh, to, okay. to release this one. Uh, so I'm, I'm really kind of slowing down and um, really trying to make each song as best as it possibly can. You know, I'm, I'm trying to avoid having uh, any, you know, filler songs, you know, mm. on the CD. Mm-hmm. You know, I want it to be something that people can listen to everyone and say, hey, you know, this one's good and not have to skip to track four or track yeah. seven to yeah. hear the ones they like. So I'm really slowing down and trying to really focus on making each song its own uh, on the album. Uh, we talked about the fact that two singles are out. Obviously those will be on the album. They're, they're the two songs that we're playing on the show today. Um, is there, and, and I know we've kind of, uh, listeners, I apologize if you're uh, a regular listener, obviously I'm, I'm grateful for that, but I also do apologize because I know that, uh, there was a little run for a while where this question came up a lot. We were talking about the concept of, um, you know, and, and I'm working up to a question here, Dylan, you know, being, you, you said next summer, 2017, but I'm wondering, well, why is he targeting that? Is, is he taking his time and saying, well, I need to get to 10 songs or I need to get to 12 songs. And I think it was, I think it was episode 86 with uh, Roger Fisher. He's actually uh, in the rock and roll hall of fame. He's the founding guitarist from heart. Um, I think he was the one that was saying, oh gosh, you know, there, there, you can't, you can't, aim for a certain number of songs there's no right or wrong number of songs you just gotta you know when you think you're finished you're finished and you can't base your album and its release upon you know well i don't have x number of songs yet so so how are you able to sit there and say i'm, I'm aiming for next summer what why is that um that's just considering my own schedule and um, the time available that i have to actually sit down and, and write um but yeah i would i would agree um with that statement that um, there is no set number and I, and I don't have a number in mind. Um, it it might be an EP, it might be a 20 track CD, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just when I feel that it's done, um, when the, when the picture is painted. Um, so if uh, I were, if I was to ask the, the, the cliched question, what's next for Dylan Addington is, is, is it, you know, just working on this album? I mean, you, you, uh, you know, I would have, I would have typically said to someone like yourself, or is it playing more live shows, but you know, you described kind of what the music scene is or is not in Pueblo. And I don't know, you know, if you're looking to go from a solo act to a band. So is, is the album kind of what's next for Dylan Addington or is it something else? Yeah, that's kind of what's next. Um, and, and, and the music, uh, area. I mean, it, it's booming here in Pueblo. Um, it's just a tough one to break into when you're relatively unknown. Uh, um, but it's not. It's not undoable. I mean, there's some fantastic, fantastic musicians in this area. Um, but as as far as what's next for me, it's it's really the album. And um, one of the things I'm I've really started doing my research into is licensing um, music as well um, for TV shows and um, stuff like that. So. Um, that's kind of on my horizon as well as to, um, start pitching. Um, and I've already actually got, um, a couple agencies that, um, are going to start pitching, um, some of my music as well. Great. 
So it's kind of, it's kind of more like, you know, I, I love writing music and I love sharing it with people. Now I want to send it out there and do the work for me. So, <laughs> and, and bring back the royalties. So, well, one thing, kind of the, uh, one thing that I've noticed throughout this interview today is that you, there's no real mention of co-writing. There's no mention of other players on either the album that you just put out in May or the one that you're going to be working on. Are, are you are you pretty much you know a solo act in in every sense of of that expression? You know, do you said that you self-produced the album? So are you exclusively writing all these songs by yourself, or are you writing with someone else? Is it is is are there any any players on, on the album that you put out? Or are there going to be any on the, on the upcoming album that you'd like to mention or, or no? No, actually, it really is just a, purely a solo act. You know, I, I lay down every track myself. And um, uh, the writing, yeah, it's usually just, it, well, it's always just me in a, in a room alone. Um, and it may, it may come that I, you know, need a certain track that's beyond my capabilities and I may tap into the local talent to help me on the upcoming album but as of yet um that hasn't been an issue so um we'll see but i am open to the idea okay well uh we're about out of time we're going to close today with a song of yours entitled under a rose so before we let you go dylan tell the listeners all about this song if you would please yeah so uh this was actually kind of an interesting story also playing on uh the story of how uh, me and my uh wife kind of fell in love um the the line in towards the end of the song is uh, it says a secret note under a rose. And actually that's the way I kind of let her know how I felt about her. Um, I left a rose uh, with a note um, in her office mm. and um, it, you know, the rest is just kind of history, but um, the whole thing is, you know, kind of standing far back and looking at someone that you have feelings for and finally deciding to go and do something about it. And, um, that's basically what the song is about. And uh, I just kind of pepper that in there because that's kind of our own secret little thing with the note under the <laughs> rose. So I threw that in there for, for her. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, Dylan, thanks ever so much for your time. Enjoyed it. And uh, listeners, uh, obviously, Dylan has given a lot of information out today. So I'm going to give out his uh, web information here in just a moment. I do encourage you to keep up with him because he's got a lot going on. Dylan, uh, best wishes to you for sure with, with all that you're doing out there. Hey, thank you, Bruce. And I really appreciate you having me on the show. This is, this has really been great. Great. Thank you. Uh, listeners that will do it for this week's episode of now here, this entertainment, my sincere thanks to singer songwriter, guitar player, Dylan Addington. Do check him out online. As I've mentioned a couple times already, you can find him at music.dylanaddington.com and engage with him on social media. So that means like his Facebook page, subscribe to his YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. Remember that you can also stream his music on SoundCloud and Spotify. Of course, do purchase Dylan's music via iTunes, Google Play, or Amazon. Be sure to keep up with him online for news about that new album that he's working on. And for that matter, tell him you heard him and his music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. That's it, just one field to complete. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and they say repost 
is how you share episodes there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel all on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Dylan Addington. This is the one he just talked about. It's called Under a Rose. I saw you different today. I can't explain it, but I have to say I'm drawn to you. Am I okay? This is something new My heart's leading away Your eyes shine Like a million stars at night It's sublime Your voice makes everything right Where's time? When you're caught in my sight I resign Sublime, your voice makes everything.